Hey there, mommy. So you started a business and you're wondering how moms everywhere are making it look so effortless. Maybe you haven't taken the entrepreneurial plunge yet because you're still trying to figure out what the heck is step one and where is the time to even execute it. I get it, you're busy. Being a mom is a full-time job and some, but I'm here to encourage you that being a mom and being a boss can exist in the same space. You are listening to the Busy Mompreneur Podcast, where we are using systems to make life a little bit sweeter. Welcome back, mamas, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Busy Mompreneur. I am your guest, Priscilla Fields, and today we have our first guest to the show, (laughs) my good friend, Jennifer Bauer. She is going to be enlightening us with all of her profound wisdom as it comes to finances, which is the number one reason that we get into business anyway, right? We're not in this to volunteer, but to make money, do it from the comfort of our home with the flexibility of still engaging with our family and friends and most times making the most that we've ever made before. So a little bit about me and Jennifer, we actually met, uh, I think it's going on three years ago. Um, When we first, yeah, we first started our businesses. Um, We were in a coaching program together by the great Tasha Booth. And she showed us all of the foundational steps to set up our virtual business. So she went into the niche niche however yeah. you want to pronounce that I'm, word I'm niche. <laughs> yes so she is in the financial space as a bookkeeper so she's going to be joining us and welcome thank you thank you i'm so excited to be your first <laughs> i know such a milestone and i am yes. so honored that you said yes to the invitation Oh, I'm honored to be asked. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us who you are, a little bit about your business and the types of clients that you like working with. Okay. Um, Well, as you said, I'm Jennifer Bowers. I live in Oklahoma. I have three sons and they range from the ages of 26 to two. (laughs) So I'm a little bit crazy. (laughs) You sound like my mom, to be honest. (laughs) Really? Maybe I'm a lot crazy. Yeah, so, I have a nine-year-old. Is she nine? No, I think she is ten now. I have a ten-year-old sister, so <laughs> so yeah. y'all understand. I I totally screwed up the family dynamic. But it's okay. <laughs> so, um, my business is Bowers Business Solutions. It's kind of a kind of a bland name <laughs> because when I started it, I wasn't exactly sure what I was doing. <laughs> Well, we're both business solutions. I'm yes. focused virtual business solutions. So. Yes, I figured that that kind of covered everything, you know. Right. <laughs> so, um, but I'm a bookkeeper principally, and um, I like to kind of call myself like a profitability coach because mm-hmm. that's what I try to do for my clients is help them figure out how to make more of a profit. Whether that's, you know, bringing in more income or raising prices or adjusting Mm -hmm. their expenses, you know, I just, we're, like you said, we're all here to make money. You know, that's why we're doing this. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's what I do. And I help primarily women and like moms. I just, I love working with other moms because. You understand when my two-year-old toddles in here whenever we're on a Zoom call. Right. You know, or like yesterday, 
while I was on a Zoom call, he got the sour cream out of the fridge hmm. and he proceeded to cover the windows with it. So, it's so you understand when somebody has to say, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> yes, there's definitely a unspoken level of yeah. understanding when working with moms. Yeah. So maybe it's not always super professional, but hey, we're laid back and, you know, we're here to have a good time. And so let's just, you know, ease up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to roll with it. I really am yeah. um, thankful, I guess, in ways mm-hmm. for the dynamic that COVID brought on yeah. humanity as a whole in the online space because when it offers hitting lockdowns and everything I kind of chuckled to myself like now everyone gets to experience what I experienced we, every we've day. been doing this all along and now yeah and before people kind of looked at us funny like you work online you know it's like mm-hmm. what are you a sex operators right <laughs> you know? right it was so taboo but yeah. now it's the norm to work yeah, from home and there's now. yeah that's yeah, definitely um, a plus there so Thank you for that um, introduction. Um, so as a bookkeeper, what's one of the things that you constantly find yourself like debunking with your clients, like breaking myths? Because I know, I don't think I mentioned this before, but Jennifer and I have worked together professionally and she was my very first bookkeeper and helped me get all of my books in line and all of the extra spending that I needed to stop. <laughs> So she is great at what she does, and she is a teacher at heart, I believe I'm safe to say. So yeah, what's one thing that you find yourself always telling your clients? Um, Maybe one of the common things I hear is that I don't make enough to pay myself. You know, I think that's probably a really common one. And and I, you know, I like to tell my ladies, you know, we're not, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know. We yeah. we did this, you know, and got into business and went through all the fear so that we could start earning money on our own, you know. Mm-hmm. And and yes, we do need to leave money in our business, you know, so that it mm-hmm. can grow and show a profit. But you also have to pay yourself something, you know. Yeah. You need to see something, you know, worth your hard work, you know, whether. You transfer fifty dollars and go buy a pair of shoes. You know, at least you mm-hmm. know people earn those. Yeah, you know, and it definitely. makes you feel so good wearing them. So <laughs> that's just you know you can parade through the house and say, "I, Mama, earned these." You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So definitely I think that's them. A, I think that's a, a big one though that you know pay yourself something. Mm-hmm. Why do you? Um, think or in your experience when you have those clients that say oh I can't pay myself what is the biggest reason that they're not doing that I think because everybody is so used to that corporate paycheck you know Mm -hmm. it's big you know it's substantial and you know but you know when you're starting out you don't have enough to pay yourself that thousand dollars you know or or whatever and there's no shame in taking fifty dollars or seventy five dollars you know something yeah there's no shame in that because that is money that you earn you didn't just go work for somebody and they give you money but you did everything to get that money so mm-hmm. pay yourself you know even if it's just a little bit starting out but it's just I think it oh, what is the word I'm, I'm trying to think it, it just builds you up you know yeah, with confidence yes if you're putting all your money into the business constantly you know you, yeah you're proud of your business but what are you getting out of it yeah you yeah. know 
coach always would say to us, like, don't offer services that you don't like doing. And she said that because if that's the case, you could just go back to your nine to five and do those things that you don't like and then have that steady paycheck without the ups and downs and the roller coaster ride that comes with owning your own business. Granted, it's worth everything, you know, once you reach that, you know, the other side of, you know, the steadiness and, mm-hmm. you know, the um, the increase in income and all of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you're not, we're not doing this for volunteer work yeah. by far. So and it, it's and definitely it takes worth it. Time. You know, it, it takes time to build and grow your business. So, you know, don't be ashamed that, you know, you're pulling a $50 paycheck and the girl next to you is pulling $1,000 a week for her personal pay. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, we all arrive there at different points and, you know, but you'll get there, you know, yeah. if you stay on it, you'll get yeah. there. So I think it's just, gives you something to be proud of, you know, knowing that, that you made that money. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's a, another analogy. I have analogies for forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it helps me to relate like what's going on, like make it applicable to me. And the saying goes that, you know, if you can put the the popcorn kernels all in the pan, they're not all going to pop at the same time, but eventually they're going to pop. So, you know, that consistency of, you know, marketing yourself and, you know, doing the hard work, you know, burning the midnight oil, as they say, you know, to get things off the ground and consistent, um, Mm -hmm. consistent. Um, it's all the work that we have to put in in the beginning and any business owner that you talk to, they will tell you of those days where, you know, they made $5,000 one day and made, you know, 200 the next month. Yeah. So, yeah. So much of, you know, getting started is just repetition. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel like you're spinning your wheels and just doing the same thing over and over and over again, but it's just, you know, it's all about getting traction, you know? Yeah. Yep. Finding your footing. That is great, great. So um, as a bookkeeper, um, what system are you using to help you like track your expenses and you know keep up with all the receipts and all the things that come with, excuse me, with a business? So the expenses, the, the income that comes in, how are you tracking all of this for yourself and for your clients? Personally, use QuickBooks. Um, okay. There's, there's, you know, lots of different platforms out there, you know, Zero is another paid platform that a lot of other bookkeepers use. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're both dinging over here. <laughs> but um, but I, I just, I like the usability of, you know, the, the QuickBooks. I think it's easy to understand, you know, there's lots of of quirks to it you know that maybe Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a bookkeeper to understand (laughs) but you know I think it's easy for the business owner to still go in and take a look at things you know and issue an invoice or or whatever you know with maybe a little bit of training or if you're just computer savvy I think it's Mm -hmm. easy to figure it out you know um when I started I was using um an excel spreadsheet you know before I switched over to QuickBooks and which is a lot of my clients do that too you know whenever I first start working with them most of them are working in an Excel spreadsheet just to track things right but I I always have my clients get a QuickBooks subscription and it can 
you know, it's another expense that is deductible. And I think that the trade-off that you get from actually having your finances all in one place and stuff mm-hmm. and just just the illumination of your finances right. is a trade-off. Because I can remember the first time I gave you your report, you were like, wow, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So I always tell people before the first meeting, be prepared to have your mind blown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's good, bad, and indifferent. Because like yes. for me, I think it was just realizing like how much income was actually oh, coming yeah. in. And yeah. then later on, it's like, okay, wait, we need to balance out these contracts contractors because they're getting paid a lot in comparison to what's coming in. So there's always adjustments going on when it comes to our finances. But the one thing that you don't want to do is not know what's going on with your finances. So Exactly. I mean, you know, using a spreadsheet or something, you know, that's great. I mean, you know, at least you're doing something, you know, Mm -hmm. writing them down. You know, you, you want to at least do something. But when you take that step to invest in a program like QuickBooks, it's just having everything in one place makes things so much easier or more easier to understand. Yeah. You know, it's just when you see a little thing here and a little thing there, it doesn't compute in the same way seeing everything put down together. Right. You know? Right. I have to agree with that a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys have heard me talk about the Psato before, but mm-hmm. What I like about QuickBooks is that it integrates with Dubsado too. So mm-hmm. all the invoices that get paid um, through my client management system, I can see those results in Dubsado too. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, Dubsado has a nice financial, you know, viewpoint. You know, it doesn't get into all of it as much as QuickBooks, but it's nice to see things at a glance. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So in using QuickBooks or the the DIYer, the person who, you know, hasn't hired a bookkeeper yet, what is one mistake that you would tell them to absolutely avoid? And then one thing that you tell that you would tell them to, to absolutely do? Well, one mistake that is very, very easy to make is counting um, invoices that you put in as sales. And then whenever you get the money, paid, you know, for the invoice, you count that as an additional sale. Mm. So then your in, your income is all inflated and you're like, wow, look at all this money. And it's like, no, you didn't do that. Right. <laughs> you just counted it twice. <laughs> yeah. So that is a, a very big common mistake, even to bookkeepers, you know, mm-hmm. so you have to be very careful that you are matching, you know, um, matching your income to your invoices, you know. And if you're collecting through PayPal or Stripe or something like that, you need to be accounting for those fees because mm-hmm. you're not getting all your money, you know? Right, right. So, Absolutely. And, and Stripe's a, a big one for that. They really take the money. <laughs> Man. Yeah, those hidden fees and even like the subscriptions too. I noticed that for myself, like it's so easy to want to sign up for this, that and the third and get what is it called? Shiny object syndrome and want to do everything when you're signing up because you're just, you know, soaking in all that information. But if you have all these subscriptions, most Uh times they're on automatic pay. And you're not even noticing that they're coming out because exactly. they're ten dollars, twenty five dollars. Yeah, you think, oh, this platform's only nine dollars. That's not so bad. 
that whenever you wind up with 10 platforms at $9, you know. It's going to add up really quick. Yes, yes. And so that's what I'm I'm talking about of when you see things all together. Because, you know, the random nine here, the random 10 there, that doesn't hurt. You know, it's just when you see them all added up, that's what hurts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At the end of the year and realize that you didn't even use it. Exactly, exactly. That's why it is always a good thing, like maybe on a quarterly basis to do a systems audit. Mm-hmm. If you're keeping your, your books and you're seeing all your expenses, you know, come out, take a look at it and say, did I really use this? You know, mm-hmm. could I go with a free option that might be just a couple more steps? You know, it's a systems audit is a very good thing to do, like on a quarterly basis, you know, and you do the same thing with like subscriptions, you know, magazine subscriptions or anything like that, you know, even on, in your personal life, you know, take, take account because it's just those little little expenditures here and there you don't think about it but they add up you know yeah yeah definitely so for the mom who's just starting off with their their business um at what point would you tell them to start tracking their expenses track them immediately immediately (laughs) i mean i always say begin how you how you mean to go on Mm -hmm. you know i don't know who said that but I just think, begin as you mean to go on. Is this going to be a hobby for you or is it a business? If it's mm-hmm. a hobby, go ahead and collect your money into your personal account, you know, do yeah. whatever. But if it's going to be a business and you are going to put your heart and soul and grow it, go open yourself a business account, mm-hmm. you know, get your business banking account. And even if you cannot afford like a QuickBooks subscription right now or something like that even just using an old-fashioned check register you know how everybody used to write everything down I still Mm -hmm. do that but I'm a bookkeeper (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's just you know it's a method of tracking it yes it's just write everything down you know and I just I firmly believe you need to start as you need to go on because you don't want to be six months in business and then suddenly making all this money and it's still going every which way you know because mm-hmm. it just it makes taxes hard you know it makes makes it hard to figure out you know what's your bottom line here how much you making how much you spending mm-hmm. so it's just better to have everything in one place and the biggest thing is don't commingle your funds oh my god say that again mix. please do not mix <laughs> business expenses with personal expenses you mm-hmm. know and i tell you one thing that I, I hear a lot from somebody is like i don't have enough money to pay myself but they're buying things out of their business account for personal use mm-hmm. that is the exact same thing as paying it yourself is you're just mixing it up and making it messy you know so the thing to do is you know transfer that fifty dollars before you go buy the shoes you know Mm -hmm. put it in your personal account and then go buy what you want and that's your your owner's pay right right it's just when you start mixing all of your expenses it just gets really messy Mm -hmm. That's more expensive because it's harder for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then you have, whenever you sign on as a bookkeeper, then you have all that back work to catch up, you know, because we have to go in and put all all those expenses in as like journal entries and Mm -hmm. try to match receipts and, you know, it's just messy. Yeah. It's fun times. Fun times. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, the weird thing is that it actually is fun to us, you know, but. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) 
Gotcha, it's gotcha. not normal people though. <laughs> so let me see this. I know this will be helpful to someone. So for the person who hasn't been tracking anything and at the time of this recording, we're approaching the end of the year, how would you advise them to prepare for a bookkeeper now that taxes are getting ready to happen? You've got a little bit of work to do if we're like in November, December and you haven't done anything all year long. If you don't have a business bank account and things are just going willy-nilly everywhere, you know, then you have some work to do because you're going to have to sit down with your PayPal account, with your Stripe account, with your personal account and figure out all those expenses. You know, you sit down with your highlighter and some printouts because you're gonna be there for a little while, <laughs> you know, because then it's just it's just a matter of trying to remember then, you know, what we yeah. doing in January, it was this personal or was this business and it just makes a mess. I mean, you know, and that's not really something the bookkeeper can do for you. You know, unless you just give them free reign in your account. To categorize. You know, but then um, even with personal, we don't know, like if it came through your personal bank account, we don't know what is business and what is personal expenses. So that's something that will fall on you. And I know I don't want to look through 10 months of transactions trying to find a lot. the needle yeah. in the haystack, you know. Yeah. So it's just better to start right, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Day one, start right. And a lot of people also do not think about their expenses. They just think about their income overall and they're not tracking their expenses. Mm-hmm. If you're filing tax on all that income, you need those expenses to offset your tax, you know, because they're all deductible for right. most of them. So you Makes really got to think of it that way. You know, you're saving yourself money. If you, if you do good bookkeeping and practices, you are saving yourself money in the long run. Very nice. So I remember hearing this and you can verify this for me. When we're separating our personal expenses from our business expenses, is it necessary that I go to a bank and open up a business bank account? Can I just open up another checking account? Oh, that varies. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's I kind of think, a matter of opinion. You know, they say, no, you need a dedicated business account. But maybe if you were just starting out, what does it hurt to just have a regular account, you know, as long as you keep it separate? The main thing is about legitimacy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so uh, I don't know, that's kind of a sticky subject. There are some some accountants and stuff that will say, no, it has to be a dedicated business account. But to me, I don't really see the harm in not having one, you know, as long as you're taking care of things properly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause when I opened my business account, I know like one of the things that they were asking for was like the LLC paperwork where, you know, the EIN number and all of that mm-hmm. good stuff. And for some who may be listening, you know, you may have just switched your hobby over to a business and you don't have yeah. those things yet. So separating it from day one is yeah. highly recommended. Exactly. So if you're not able to just go and open up that business account and meet those qualifiers to do that, just put it somewhere yeah, where absolutely. not. If you're a sole proprietor, I don't really see that there's anything necessarily wrong with, you know, just a regular account, mm-hmm. you know, so long as you're keeping your personal and business separate. But yeah, if you, when you get your LLC or something, then I think you should invest in that business account. And, and usually they charge fees, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times the 
personal accounts are free, but the business accounts will charge you a fee, but it's deductible, you know, so. Very nice. So we're all moms who are listening, or at least that's who we're targeting. Um, So how are you implementing these money-saving habits in your household? How are you teaching your children um, to to track expenses? Or, you know, is there a method that you could recommend to the moms listening out there? Yeah, I mean, I have always been on my voice about, you know, finance and money and being aware of their money and stuff, you know, from, from the get-go. You know, my husband used to fuss at me for telling my children things about our bills and it's like well they live here too and they need to know that things aren't free you Mm -hmm. know and so I mean I got my babies um piggy banks you know I always buy my babies piggy banks that's what I usually give for for baby gifts Mm -hmm. yeah I I am the bookkeeper through and through (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense but you know I'm teaching them from that early early age you know they think it's a hoot to put money in the piggy bank you know mm-hmm. but then whenever they get you know five or six and they start realizing they've got all this money in the piggy bank they can buy something yeah know? and for a kid to buy something themselves you know not yeah. have mom and dad you know that is just that's huge know, oh yeah that's like end all be all you know they are the king so that was one thing I, I would do. And then whenever they would get 16, you know, and they started being more independent and stuff, mm-hmm. well, usually at about five or six, then I would open them a savings account. Mm-hmm. And so when our piggy bank got full or we got to a certain amount, I would make them put a percentage of that into the savings account and then they could have the rest of it to spend, you know, or, or continue saving, you know, that way they're getting a treat and a reward, you know, like I said about paying yourself, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you want to reward yourself for that. So then we would have the savings account for years and then whenever they turn 16 and, you know, they start driving and they get a job and stuff, that's whenever I would set them up with a checking account connected to the savings account mm-hmm. and they had to be accountable for that money you know they were depositing in their bank i never ever ever allowed them to have overdraft protection oh wow yeah that's a good lesson though yes because yeah that's the thing because people will just you know let it bail them out and you got to be accountable for your finances what's going to happen to you if you go over mm-hmm. you know and granted they do have that savings account to back them up but I didn't tell them that. (laughs) Yeah, just be responsible. (laughs) So it was just about them learning that, you know, you spend too much money, it's gonna cost you, they're gonna charge you for that. Mm -hmm. You know, my 16 year old now, the first time that happened to him, he's like, what, what is this, you know? And it was like, you weren't responsible with your money and now you're paying for it, Mm -hmm. you know, because he went crazy. Yeah, Amazon, you know, he had a paycheck coming in, you know, and he's like, oh, I can buy this and I can buy that. But you've got to track it. You've got to watch what you're spending. And so, I don't know, maybe those are tough lessons for my children. (laughs) Well, the tough lessons are the ones that we remember, right? So, yeah, yeah, I I think that's great. I wanted them to have that accountability. And if they had that overdraft protection, then, you know, then they're not going to feel it. 
So they need to be aware of the repercussions that happens if you don't manage your money. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we have a blended household of six. My five-year-old just lost a tooth, so she got some money from the tooth fairy. So that's a big thing for her. And just putting it in the piggy bank, having that cash, I don't know what we're going to do in a few years when everything is digital, but we'll see if the tooth fairy retires or not. (laughs) So um, then we have teenagers and um, we got them um, debit cards. It's not connected to a bank account, but it's through a company called Greenlight. Oh, right. Yeah. Go Henry. Go Henry has that thing. Oh, nice. I haven't seen that one. They've got one that is connected to a debit card like that and you can set spending allowances. Exactly. Yeah, I think yep. that I think that is awesome. I mean, because we are in a whole new generation, you know, people mm-hmm. don't have to use cash anymore. And yeah. you know, it's like how many times have you heard your kids say, We don't have the money to buy this? And they're like, just use your debit card, use your credit card. Right. <laughs> Not understanding the concept that you have to put something yeah. in there in order to get it out. Exactly. So yeah, green light has been really nice um mm-hmm. with our teenagers, just allowing them to understand that, you know, you have to work to earn the money first so I can put it in there. And then all of those transactions, going back to when we were talking about the subscriptions earlier, they're really good with, you know, the PlayStation this and the Amazon Mm -hmm. that. And it's like, but, you know, what is this $7.99 charge? I'm like, I don't know. You signed up for it. Exactly. (laughs) They just nickel and dime themselves, you know, and then he stops and he looks at his his bank account and he's like, oh, my God, I don't have any money left. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I wonder why. You know? (laughs) Exactly. Very nice. Financial literacy has always been a a big thing with me because I I just think so many people, we have like advantages, but then so many of those advantages are actually disadvantages to us. You know, Mm -hmm. it's easy to have a credit card to pay for things and stuff, but if you're not careful with it and you're not, Mm -hmm. you know, respectful of it and aware of what comes with it, then it is a huge disadvantage, you know. It's crippling. It can be if you don't use it wisely. So, and that just starts a snowball of other negative reactions. Exactly. Exactly. I always felt like so many people could live better than they do if they could just get a handle on their finances, Mm -hmm. you know, and be more, more aware of what they're spending. Yeah. I agree with that. That's my soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good. That's good. Um, so knowing what you know now, um, how would you change your business journey if you would change anything at all? Um, I don't know. I think I've done well with it. Um, it just, you know, in the last three years, four years that I've been growing this business, I think I've done really well with it and, and you know, with my expenditures and, mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. But I was... I think very lucky because I have a financial background and education. I have a degree in finance, a minor in accounting, you know, with concentrations and strategic planning. So, you know, I always had that mindset and I, my original plan was to be a CFP, a certified financial planner. And Mm -hmm. I was actually trying to build that business and that business plan and stuff, you know, um, when life happened and it didn't happen. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So this was like the next best thing for me because I could still 
help people with their money. I can still help them understand their money and, you know, how to run things more efficiently and stuff like that. So, you know, it was like the next best thing. So I, I was lucky that, you know, I had that mindset from the start, you know, mm -hmm. but I know so many people don't. I mean, and that's nothing on them. It's just, that's not how your brain works. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes all kinds, you know, to make the world go around. And so I'm, I'm fortunate that I get to do what I do and help the people I help. Yeah, well, someone has to do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, my brain does not work that way. So yeah. this is why I have you. I really love it. I mean, it's, it's stupid to say. It's, it's kind of crazy, but I just, I do. I really, I really love it. And it's like, you know, yes, I love getting the income from my clients. You know, I love having them pay their invoices, but truthfully, it's more about watching that enlightenment on their faces when they realize what they're doing, you know, or what they're doing wrong or what they're doing right. You know, I just, I love to see that, that transformation, you know. Mm -hmm. I have to agree with that. Very nice. So, We've had quite a good conversation, I would have to say. And I'm sure someone listening wants to connect with you because they need to get their books in order, right? <laughs> yes, taxes are coming. <laughs> yes. And even when it's not tax season, it's just something that you want to stay ahead of because when you get behind, it's it's a nightmare for uh -huh. both sides. It really is. <laughs> yeah. December, so how can the yeah, mm -hmm. December and January are like the biggest months for bookkeepers. That's when people are like, oh no. <laughs> now it's time. The deadline's here. Yeah. 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 So how can the people, how can the ladies connect with you? Okay. Well, um, my website is www.bowers, that's B O W E R S B S.com. So it's not all business solutions. I, I like to say we handle the BS for you. So it's Bowers BS. <laughs> so um, you can find me on Instagram. That's under my name. It's uh, Jennifer underscore P as in Phillips, which was my name, underscore Bowers. Um, so it, it's kind of a personal and business mixed together, you know, because that's what my life is. <laughs> so. Yeah. And you can find me on uh, Facebook, um, Jennifer Phillips Bowers, or I also have my business page on there, Bowers Business Solutions. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it has been a pleasure, Jennifer. Thank you again for joining us yeah. on today's episode. And ladies, if you need bookkeeping help, oh, that's a tongue twister for me right now. Um, please reach out to Jennifer. She actually has a freebie for you guys as well with some financial tips there. So I will include that in the show notes. Just head over to the website, thebusymompreneur.com, and you can download that. Um, that's it. We'll All see right. you next time. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I had fun. <laughs> Me too. All right. Thanks, Priscilla. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that we spent today um, on this episode, learning more about finances and how to be a good steward over what you have blessed us with and the clients and the income that you've allowed us to earn through the gifts that you've given us. I just ask that for every woman that's listening right now, Father, that you equipped within her 
download into her, connect her with the right people who are going to teach her how to manage finances or to hold her accountable for the finances that she's currently managing. I just ask and pray a blessing of abundance on everyone who is listening right now and that you pour into their business, you overflow into their business, that you prepare them for that overflow um, that you're bringing to their business and that you just continue to, to work like only you can. Keep her mind, Father, keep her focused. Um, help her to balance this new journey that you have her on as a business owner, as a mother. I just ask that you walk with her right now. Be her peace, be her strength. In Jesus' name, amen.